You are listening to the Cleveland Guardians FanCast, a podcast for fans of the Cleveland baseball team, hosted by Quincy Wheeler. Welcome to the Cleveland Guardians Fancast. I'm your host, Quincy Wheeler. You can find us at Guardian Fancast on Twitter. Email me at Quincy at GuardiansFancast.com. Well, on this snowy January morning, Martin Luther King Day, spring and baseball feels about as far away as it ever has. But I hope you will enjoy today's interview with Willie Hood, who writes and talks for official Guardians Indian official Guardians Baseball Insider, and uh, we've talked about them a lot and the good work they do, so I'll put up links so you can follow Willie and find official Guardians Baseball Insider and Justin Latta and all the great work they do. Hope you enjoy Justin uh, Latta's uh, partner in crime, Willie Hood, as he shares about his um, experience as a baseball fan and the things he's looking forward to about Guardians Baseball in the year to come. And also, of course, want to wish a happy Martin Luther King Day, which really, when we say happy Martin Luther King Day, what we really mean is to reflect and to think about the legacy of a revolutionary, somebody who said, hey, things don't have to be the way that they are. Uh, I particularly am very fond not only of his incredible work on the issues of racism uh, but also on the issue of pacifi- pa- pacifism and nonviolent resistance, which is transformative uh, in my life. It has been, and it continues to be. I really recommend reading his book, Strength to Love, if you never have. I remember when I first read that in my late 20s, the first feeling I had was anger that no one had ever told me to read it before. Uh, but it's influenced my life ever since. So thank you, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., And uh, let's all uh, stand up for those who need our support and those who maybe don't have a voice for themselves. Let's find a way to help have them find a platform where they can speak and tell the truth about the ways that they've been marginalized and oppressed in this world. Uh, So that's my thoughts for the day. Let's hear now a fun interview with Willie Hood. Hey, everyone, it's Quincy, and I'm here with Willie Hood. Uh, who writes and podcasts with official Guardians Baseball Insider. Thanks so much for joining me, Willie. Hey, thanks for having me, Quincy. I appreciate taking the time to talk with you. Uh, Well, I really enjoy all the content that you put out with Justin Latta and the folks at Official Guardians Baseball Insider. So I thought that it would be enjoyable, maybe for folks who haven't heard, to hear some of your story of how you became a baseball fan, a Guardians baseball fan. So tell me about it. How did you how did you get into the Guardians and baseball? Well, I've lived half of my life between Mentor and Erie, Pennsylvania. And just growing up there, you have the Indians, the Browns, and the Cavaliers. Um, obviously. I'm a bit of a homer because I like all of those teams <laughs> um, and, and I'm a Buckeyes fan too, but um, I don't know. Growing up in my earlier years, I was more of a Browns fan and the Browns left, they disappeared. And I put all that energy into following 
the Indians at the time. And, uh, you know, because there was no Browns games on or anything like that. I grew up pretty poor. We didn't get cable TV, didn't have a lot of games on TV. But I would listen to Tom Hamilton on the radio. So that etched a, a lot of memories for me that way. And that's where I really became a fan. Um, that and, and a friend of mine who was very uh, influential. He was a big Yankees fan and he loved baseball. And the two of us played a lot of baseball um, because I always beat him at football. So <laughs> <laughs> That's great. You know, that kind of parallels my journey a little bit because um, I, my, my family was also uh, pretty poor and we never really had money for cable until I was older. Um, so I would listen on the radio all the time and a family friend kind of introduced me to the game, but then I really got into it when I was 13 and 14 and my best friend, Aaron was a big Rangers fan. And, uh, so countless wiffle ball games where we would be the Indians and the Rangers, you know, you had to bat left-handed for Jim Tomey and right-handed for, you know, all the guys that were right-handed and, so if you were a switch hitter, you'd go with your dominant hand for sure. <laughs> but um, yeah, those those are great memories. That's great. Um, so I wonder, as you think about your fandom, and I appreciate the love of the hometown teams, what would stand out to you as some of your best memories of Indians, Guardians, baseball? I, I think those initial memories, really, like Jim Tomey, Manny Ramirez. Um, one of my favorite players at the time was Paul Shuey. I have no idea why. That's Okay. Uh, Everybody's got to love a reliever here and there. <laughs> I think it was the cool mustache. Yeah, and, yeah. And, you know, I, maybe I should try growing that out. I, mean, <laughs> I don't know do what it. my wife would say about that. Like, you know, those <laughs> like that. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, I'll tell you, uh, just because just you mentioned that, just to interrupt you for a second, I, at the very beginning, I adored Paul Ossenmacher. That was my <laughs> random reliever that I loved. And man, the, that series against Seattle, anytime Ken Griffey came up late in the game, they just, uh, Hargrove would just trot, trot Ossenmacher out there and he'd get him out every time. It was great. Well, Jim told me too in there. I, I loved Albert Bell and, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Kenny Littleton, Carlos Baerga, Sandy and Roberto Alomar, you know. Uh, yeah. Chuck Nagy, I got to see a few times. So. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I like Charlie Nagy a lot too. Well, that's that's great. Now, Willie, as you folks who may know him, uh, realize that he knows a ton about the draft and a ton about prospects. Him and uh, Justin Latta provide all kinds of great content about that. So I wonder, since somebody who has a pretty good view of the future, what are you looking forward to most about 2022, assuming we get a baseball season sometime early? Ending the lockout. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Right. Okay. Well, if that's a given, if we could just pretend it's a given, cause it's probably not, what would be your other thing? I I'm really curious where the organization goes um, in terms of with the future, obviously you want to see them extend Jose Ramirez and potentially Shane Bieber, Fran Mill, Reyes as well. Um, but you also have a young group of guys who are coming up and, and I'll just throw this out there. I don't agree with Keith Law's comment. Like they're in, the beginning of a rebuild they're not uh they just need to supplement the organization with some more talent right now i think if the pitching was healthy last year this would have been a winning team and they could have competed in the playoffs i think with any small market team your your hope is to always kind of thread the needle and get things right there's a lot of things to get right in baseball and it makes it difficult for them 
uh, because they haven't put in the resources. But hopefully, we'll see a bit of a change with the potential to have new um, long-term term ownership in the future, but also a new minority owner with David Blitzer. And that should mean an influx of some money um, of some sort, I would think. And hopefully they get the TV deal with Valley Sports worked out. I, I don't know. That's always a concern in the back of my mind too, because there is some financial uncertainty with Valley Sports, Valley Sports or Sinclair as other people may know them collapses. Uh, but really, I think there's a lot of talent within the organization. You want to see them make some extensions, make some trades to hopefully they bring in an outfielder. You might need another catcher or, hey, go get a big name first baseman. That would be really fun. Do something to, to generate some excitement around the brand. I, I think they'll do something. Um, some people may be underwhelmed, um, but you can't always give other people what they want to and deal. So you got to remember that. Yeah. Yeah. All that, uh, that's great insight as, as always. I, uh, I, I definitely, I, I appreciated uh, Zach Meisel and uh, Zach Meisel and uh, TJ Zupi talking about how, you know, a minority owner might just mean that Dolan has an endpoint in mind. And so then maybe he can spend a little bit more with that endpoint in mind. That made sense to me. And so hopefully that'll be the case. Um, and I hadn't seen that from Keith Law. That's dumb. I mean, they're not going to rebuild. They don't believe in rebuilding. So I, I don't, that, that seems like an uninformed opinion. So Good for calling also, him out. He also threw out that that they need to just go ahead and trade Jose and that they don't have starting pitching depth, which I don't agree with. I don't think that they've had the – I don't think they can produce another Shane Bieber immediately. That takes time and development. I don't think there's that guy in the system right now. Daniel Espino is 20 years old. They just drafted Gavin Williams as much as I like him. You know, maybe Cody Morris steps up and gets healthy, stays healthy. Maybe Logan T. Allen is a guy that could step up into a high rotation spot, but there's there's depth there. I I disagree with that notion too. Um, they may not end up being the high end guys, but I think there's quality arms there. Who thought Cal Quantrill would be what he was? Yeah. You know, I after they acquired him from San Diego, I tweeted about him having number three uh, rotation upside. And, you know, a, a lot of my knowledge is because I follow these guys so closely going into the draft or even the international market. I follow that as best I can. There's so little information out there. There's a few sites that put out some. So I gather that where I can and get the looks that I can in on these guys, you know. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. You do a great job with it. And uh, well, hopefully they can prove Keith Law wrong. Won't be the first time. So tell folks about where they can find you and the content that you produce, just in case anybody doesn't know about you that listens to this, which I find hard to believe, but just in case. <laughs> All right. Well, I am over at uh, Guardians Baseball Insider, formerly IBI, also known as Indians Baseball Insider. And you can follow me at willwho 99 on Twitter, you know, so uh, that's kind of where I am. I don't, I don't have any other social media things that I use, just Twitter. Yeah, it's kind of a Twitter-focused show I'm running right now, so that works out pretty well. Well, Willie always has some great positive things to say about people and your positive presence on Twitter, and I appreciate that. And also, you always have some good content to put out there, and you and Justin always do such a good job ask, answering questions that I ask that I just keep asking because it's great to hear you guys respond. So thanks for giving me some time tonight, Willie. Not a problem at all. I appreciate 
just having a conversation. And I appreciate your questions too. Always thoughtful and insightful too. Oh, thanks. All right. Thank you. This has been the Cleveland Guardians FanCast. Music is provided by purpleplanet.com. That is purple-planet.com. Our intro song is purchased licensed from pond5.com.